welcome back to Functional Spirituality. As I was looking at the topic of today's podcast, I was thinking it's not very exciting how to be more functional. But upon my reflection, being functional is my number one goal. If I think about my life, actually, without me knowing it, before I became aware of it, it's always been my goal. I've always wanted efficiency, even if it's been unconsciously. I've always wanted to spend the least amount of effort to get what I want. So really, being functional is like this universal desire. I would even argue it's a biological truth that we have. We desire functionality. Nature desires functionality. And through that intention and desire, it's created the nervous system and the biology that that we have now as human beings. So I will offer some tips or some ideas about how to be more functional. But the first step I would suggest is to understand about functionality in the context that we live in. So what will make us be more functional and what also creates the sense of dysfunctionality? So to give some context, we live in a paradigm of black and white. Do this and you'll get that. It's a survival paradigm. So we have this unconscious question all the time, what's the best rule that we can make so that we can act as quickly as possible and you know achieve the highest chance of a good outcome? So we live in this paradigm of rules, of black and white, where unconsciously we're setting up these rules. Our biology is designed to set up rules of functioning so that we don't have to think about it and we can move quickly and forward as quickly as possible, as easily as possible, and get the best chance of a good outcome. So that's this unconscious intention of our biology. When the paradigm is a survival paradigm, when we don't have time to not just create a rule that we can fit any situation that resembles what the rule would apply to, um, when we don't have enough time to question, what about this situation? When we move away from rules and more into nuance, then we're moving out of that survival paradigm. Because that approach, that black and white approach, it doesn't scale. And the time in which that paradigm was beneficial is has passed. It's over. So that approach is no longer relevant for us. It's time for a paradigm now, a paradigm of nuance, a paradigm of relevance, of functionality. So functionality, as you may have heard me explain a million times if you've been on courses or retreat with me, functionality is when the approach that we're taking is aligned with the intention that we have. So we move away from the ideas of the right way. This is really the pillar of the systems and the institutions of the past. They each have a philosophy about what is the right way. And then they actually try to mold the circumstances into that rule of the right way. The new paradigm we want to move into is looking at what is the right way to achieve X, to achieve a certain outcome. Because the right way is only right relative to its intention, to its circumstance. There are things that are like, you know, we would say, oh, eating junk food isn't the right way. But eating junk food is the right way to achieve certain outcomes. If you wanted to achieve obesity, or if you wanted to achieve other kind of health issues, then eating poorly would be the right way to do that. So now we're living in a time where 
the environment is changing so quickly. Circumstances change all the time. Circumstances are so nuanced and so different that there is no longer a right way. We really need to think about what our intentions are. And then it's so much easier to consider what is the approach that we want to take. The culture that we live in, though, in this kind of survival paradigm that our society and our biology is born out of, in this paradigm, there is a lack of intentionality, which then leads to a lack of functionality, because in order to have functionality, you need to have a clear intention. And this lack of intentionality is again a symptom of this kind of survival drive. Not only is that a biological prerequisite of our experience that our biology is very focused on survival, so much of our biology is focused on survival, but then there's also this accumulation of stress inside of our system as well that also keeps our, our system in this program of survival as well. So not just the framework of our system, but also the program that is running because of the amount of stress that we hold in our systems as well. So that survival paradigm, again, is keeping us in the speediness. It's keeping us in the lack of consideration and discernment and deeper thinking. So there's no time for deeper thinking, deeper consideration, deeper functionality, deeper intentionality, curiosity, and discerning, you know, what is truly the outcome that I want and need and what's necessary in this circumstance right now in this context as things are always changing. Today, what do I need to do? Today, how do I need to eat? Today, how do I need to exercise? In this circumstance, how should I communicate? We are not going to think in those ways if we are running a program of survival, if we're running a program of fear, worry, speediness, needing to get ahead, which is this kind of paradigm and the kind of program that we're running all the time. So when we're running that fear, worry, activated program, the intention is to just get through, just get by, just complete, just get ahead, just survive, and then later reflect, regenerate, pause, slow down. But we live in this imbalance where there is no later, there is no pause, no reflect time kind of built into this paradigm. It's something that we need to consciously introduce. Otherwise, we start to, well, not start to, it's quality, a characteristic of our experience is that we are living on the surface of our experience. So there are so many layers to our experience. We kind of assume that our experience is coherent, that what we're thinking in our mind is reflective of what we're feeling in our body and what's actually happening inside of our system. But the reality is, is that our thinking mind is telling a story about our experience. It's tell our thinking mind tells us about the world so that we can navigate it. And that story, that what the mind is telling us is not necessarily right. It doesn't necessarily reflect what's happening. Our mind will tell us a story about what that person is thinking about us, but that thinking mind, that narration, the storytelling, the part of our mind that operates in words, it isn't necessarily right. It's just the thinking mind's best guess. And in fact, that thinking mind can be totally wrong and often 
the thinking mind can be totally wrong. And this is problematic because the thinking mind also tells us a story. It's always telling stories. The thinking mind tells us a story about what we feel and what we need and what we're doing. (laughs) It tells us a story about our behaviors. You know how we can analyze our behaviors and think about, oh, look, this is a pattern that I have. The thinking mind can tell us stories about patterns that we have that are not true. That is its best guess based on some articles that it read or what the therapist has told us or what our parents or some other teacher or a spiritual teacher or an astrologer has told us something. Then our thinking mind can tell us stories about that. And it's not necessarily reflecting what we're, what's actually happening. We can think about what we want and what we feel, and that thinking can be incorrect because that thinking, actually, it's quite often it can be that that story the mind is telling us is incorrect because that thinking of the mind, it's operating from this system that's stressed. So when we're stressed and when we're in survival, the thinking is fast and it's on the surface. It's acting quickly and it's trying to help us navigate things with speed, not with depth. So it's quick versus intentional. And that speed is so um, valuable. It's the reason we have that evolutionarily, that capacity to think quickly and on the surface with the best guess of what is possibly happening so that we can quickly navigate that situation. However, we're operating in that way when we're not in immediate danger. So we're thinking in a way that's on the surface of our actual experience about things that really should be considered in a much deeper way. So when we're thinking about our purpose and we're thinking about the patterns of our behavior and we're thinking about our mental health or our feelings or we're thinking about a conversation or a relationship, we want to be thinking in a much more functional way. We want to be feeling into things in a deeper way, in a slow moment and initiate before we even start that process of thinking we want to drop in we want to signal to our system that we're safe so the kind of thinking that we have is able to sense the nuance and about what's actually here in this moment in our direct experience what's here rather than what the mind is telling us or what we're thinking about what is here and of course ultimately we use the mind to think about how we feel But we can think about it in different ways. We can take the best guess, the first thing that pops up and just be on the surface, or we can be a little bit more considered. So that intentionality, the discernment, the consideration, these are actually life skills and they're things that we can develop. Being more functional, being more discerning and intentional is a practice that we can develop and they, through practice, can become character traits. So when we don't live with intentionality, we suffer from a lot of dysfunction because if we don't live intentionally, we will take approaches that are going to, our mind will suggest to us or agree to do certain approaches, to take certain actions and behaviors, to have a conversation with in a certain way, to work in a certain way, to eat a certain way, to to function in a certain way that isn't what we actually want or need or feel or are aligned with. 
So we can have the different layers of our experience contradict each other, our behaviors not line up with our intentions or with our desires or our thoughts not line up with our feelings. There can be this incoherence and that creates dysfunctionality because what we really need, we're not getting. What we really want, we're not getting. What we really feel, we're not feeling. And how we're really operating, we don't have any awareness of it. That can lead to a lot of dysfunctionality. So to be more functional, we need to have a healing practice. We need to have a contemplative or self-reflection practice. And we need to have a meditation practice. And they can really be all in one. Something like the rain technique, the healing meditations that we have on the podcast, they will tick the boxes of all of them. So meditation practice is a practice where we are slowing down, and turning inward, breathing, softening the body, giving ourselves gentle stretches. That's so important for our functionality to have those slower moments and those more intentional moments where we carve out a space in the speediness and in that paradigm, normal survival paradigm of our life for that slowness. So meditation is so important. Self-reflection practice is so important to actually question and get better at following threads of inquiry into our inner space, into our nervous system, into our emotions, our body, our mind, our energy, to be able to be curious and follow those threads of inquiry is such a powerful skill. So having a self-reflection practice, either with meditation or journaling or different ways of contemplating and having a healing practice. So either through the body or through the mind, offering our system the special way that it needs to integrate and complete the energy, reframe and heal itself. So allowing the nervous system to process stress and another way to be more functional, so to have more intentionality, more discernment, is to listen to philosophy. So things like this podcast that are offering a neutral lens and also a curious lens to the different processes of our experience and of our mind and of our biology. Philosophy like that is training the mind to consider things in a different way, to be more considered, which is really what being more functional is all about. So I'm really curious about how you've received this podcast. It's a little bit of, it can be nuanced and it can be received in different ways. So as always, keen to hear your thoughts. So please feel free to reach out. And also if you haven't seen, we've just put up the two free workshops that we did at the beginning of the year. So you can find them up on our website, functionalspirituality.com. So if you missed those workshops at the beginning of the year, or you just want to have a replay, they're up for you now to sign up to. And we also have our retreat dates, our end of year retreat dates up October, November, and December. So if you're thinking of coming on silent retreat, I think October is already half full and they do fill up. So if any of those dates work for you and you're interested, then please fill out a registration form and um, we look forward to having you. All the best until next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe by pressing the plus button on iTunes or the following button on Spotify. This is going to ensure that this resource is available and top of mind when you most need it. So please subscribe now.